It's your boy J16. Um, I'm in a good mood today. You know why I'm in a good mood today? It's because I'm about to start my fucking podcast. Yo, you really ready for some hot, hot stuff? Definitely, definitely check out the Rhythm and Poetry podcast. Um, before we get started, I just want to give everybody a shout out to everybody who was always there for me, pushing me to do this, man, for years, talking to me. Yo, Jay, you got to know everything about hip hop. You got to definitely put a podcast out. And I'm so glad because at this moment, I feel the best I've ever felt. I'm in the best shape of my life because I'm starting this podcast. I talked to my younger cousin the other day. Um, he's doing big things out here in New York. And um, he, he just put the battery in my back after the conversation with him. So shots out. You know who you are. You listening to this. Um, so before we get started, let me give y'all uh, the concepts behind Rhythm and Poetry and why I feel like this is something that you should definitely subscribe to. So Rhythm and Poetry, where it comes from, what's the concepts behind it and everything behind the reason of starting something called Rhythm and Poetry. I was really going through a lot in like early 2000 and um, last year, 2022, right? If y'all listening to this, 2025, 2022, it might be a little dated. But one of my biggest challenges I was having, what was my purpose? I, I couldn't have a, I didn't have a full understanding of that. So um, I created these four words, right? And I went around and asked people. And you can ask yourself this to see if you, it might be something to help you find what your true purpose is in life. Based off of the conversation that I had with people asking them these four words. They were, what was my like, what was my love, what was my purpose, and what was my passion? And it, it's deep, right? Like, love, passion, purpose. So, anybody that knows me, I ask lots of different people. I was like, yo, what do you think I like to do? Everybody comes out and says the same exact thing. Boy, you, you could design, you, you nice as hell at designing. Um, and that's what I do, right? I've been doing this since a young, young little one for my people in Florida. I'm a young jet, right? I've been out here designing. Um, the craziest thing is getting back to the aspects of hip hop, right? My love of design came from tagging, right? Bomb and grafting. That was where the love came from. Pure graffiti art, right? And because of that, I saw the intro that like people around my way that was ill bombers like Deuce, man, Diesel. These people would do these crazy murals and I would be like, yo, I'll be so amazed by them. So I wanted to know how to do things like that because I had a love for looking at those murals. And I learned it, right? They taught me how to tag. They taught me how to make sure that when I, I, I spray painted the right way, the right angles and things of that nature, it, it, I didn't have the drip effect and all these things I did not want my, my tagging to look like. And if you, from back around the way, ARS, that's me. You probably haven't seen it in a while because they just gentrified everything but back in the day that's where i learned the aspects of the first foundation of hip-hop is from tagging my mother seeing that i had a love for joy um not doing criminal activities or things of that nature she put me into art programs and art classes to fully understand the concepts of what art was right so i learned how to draw like basically do still lifes and using different types of paints from tempera to color color uh, uh you know uh, watercolors um, also down to just pure drawing with any medium, whether it's color pencils, regular pencils. Um, and this is prior to everybody having tablets now and doing it. Um, so because of that, I was really good at it. Won lots of awards. 
ended up getting scholarships to go to some of the best schools in the nation to do art. Um, went to school, did art, so was no money in this. Getting back to what my likes and my loves are, we'll talk about this no money in it aspect shortly, but so was no money in this. And I decided to move into something called designing and pure graphic designing, web design, anything. And as time went on, that design moved into development. I learned how to program. I learned how to develop apps and things of this nature. Um, it ended up working at some of the top 100, Fortune 100 company um, in the world. I was everything in my life was moving into a trajectory of being really successful when I'm still in that same trajectory. Um, the aspects of why I went down this road of art and not the road of hip hop is where we're at right now at this cross point. Art was my life, right? Design was my love. So reasoning behind it, it's just, that's what it was at that time. But one thing, as I went back and asked people more about this like and love concept, is the other thing that came in the same term of like and love was money. Truly. People would say, yo, Jay, you like to make money. Yo, you love to make money. Yo, you, you business all day long. Um, for my Capricorns out there, we know this is a problem for us. It messes up probably all our relationships. But <laughs> the focus of getting money and not being broke Shout out to Puffy. I just listened to what dope thing he said about getting money, man. Hove, all these people, they inspire me from a rapping concept like, yo, if I'm going to do it, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Tying back to hip hop as we'll get to the mindset of where I was and why I decided it takes so long to finally go down this road into what I truly love to do. So my like and love is art. My like and love is getting money. Hip hop. I always looked at it as a hobby. Like, it's no problem with anything you do in life. But if it's a hobby, and you ain't making no money off of it, just in my opinion, why don't just call it a hobby? Don't call it no job, don't call it anything. It's, it's a hobby. And we all have hobbies. And I always looked at hip hop as a hobby. Like, I liked hip hop, never thought I could be in hip hop. At times, you know, grew up, was a rapper, people that know me, J16 Bars. Shots out to everybody that heard me back in the day, Rami. Um, these were the things that I did, and it was all centered around hip-hop. Now, since my liking my love was getting money, and my liking my love was art design, hip-hop was always on its back burner mindset. But it was very, very interesting when I decided to ask people what my passion was. What am I the most passionate when I talk about it? I will talk your ear off about this. Even if you don't ask me to talk about it, I will talk your ear off. I will say things, play stupid, just so you can argue with me so I can have a good debate. And when it came to it, every single person I asked that question about what my passion was, they said was hip hop. And I started really going deep into myself and seeing what was the reasoning behind hip hop meaning so much to me i don't know if it was because i'm from jersey mother's from new york dad's from jersey my whole life have been going back and forth from that tri-state area spent summers all through new york new jersey had lots of experiences in the this area knew everything about it just from a young kid learned every aspect of my life from the aspects of growing up in this region 
around hip-hop i didn't know if it was just a, a reflection of just growing up here or it was a reflection of my culture or it was a reflection of things that i saw people in my neighborhood doing and i was like yo that's cool and i want to do it too i didn't know what it was but i knew it gave me a different type of feeling when i heard it, when i listened to it when you heard a track from mob deep or nas these her earlier tracks from krs and you know he was battling she shannon like things of this nature when i heard this stuff i was like amazed by it right and because of that i started to really truly understand that everything around me i pushed towards art and design with a foundation of graffiti art the only reason I moved forward with art and design was because when I was young, I heard that if you are good at something and you like doing it, you'll never work a day in your life. You will always be profitable from it. And because of that, I decided to only focus on art and design because I knew very strategically if I just was really good at that, I could move forward and be really successful in those fields. Now, some of y'all are talking, well, you could have been an engineer, you could have been, you could have been a rapper, you could have been a DJ, you could have been, you could have been anything. Now, truly, I could have. Um, I think because maybe graffiti art was what brought me into hip hop, I was always focused on that part first and moved down. And I saw that it was a way easier trajectory towards getting really paid that route than down the road of music. I didn't see any trajectory in that getting paid. Like Biggie says prior to that. Now it's like the, the the line should be changed, but the earlier line, either you know, either sling and rock or got a wicked jump shot. Now it should be like you either sling and rock, got a wicked jump shot, or can write a dope hook. Like that is the only thing people focus on growing up in the hood. Like that's it. So because of that, I never saw no money in that. There was no point for me to touch the whole aspect of music. It, it wasn't. There was no money in hip-hop. As much as I get money now, it wasn't no money. Now it's money in it. That's why I'm doing a podcast, right? It makes sense. But before it wasn't. When I understood that my passion was hip-hop, I understood that the role that I've been going on for so long needed to change the trajectory and move into a different direction. Because the last part of the four words was purpose and this is where the part of it really fucks people up the purpose part is where you really start questioning and asking all your existence what is your purpose like that's the one question we ask ourselves the day we come out the room right what's the my purpose on earth um and, and for me truly understanding that my passion was hip-hop the foundation of my love and my life through art came from hip-hop my purpose has to be tied directly into hip-hop and because of that I decided to create rhythm and poetry now what's rhythm and poetry rhythm and poetry is gonna be mean a lot for lots of different people but overall the acronym for rap rap is the part of hip-hop we truly only kind of focus on Right, we li don't listen to the other five elements: the breaking, the popping, the the graffiti, and the DJing, the beatboxing. We only focus on rap. So, because of that, rap has become the forefront of it. And the acronym for rap is rhythm and poetry. Right? 
now shots to lupe fiasco it's dope 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 he yo if you get a chance check out the video he does i forget what college is that he's like he's like you know it's lupe right he's doing some dope professor stuff and he's having people write say what's the acronym of rap mean to them and it's just really cool so if you get a chance check out lupe fiasco's um definition of how he breaks down rap to um yeah i think it's like the university of illinois um but when you get a chance check it out it's definitely a dope video to watch when I think of it, right, rap being an acronym of rhythm and poetry, it was only right for me to name my idea, rhythm and poetry. Now, people were saying, why are you spelling one? Well, well, the concept of the word rhythm, all for my, my, my West Indians out there, my, my, my Jamaicans, everybody, shatas, whatever you want to call yourselves, rhythm is the patois explanation of rhythm right it's, it's the way it's, it's translated and because cool Herc, cool hercules is the quote-unquote forefather of hip-hop he created the concept of hip-hop now we can keep going down the line yes there was jaco there was the last poets of gil scott heron there was tons of people that were doing this version of hip-hop prior to that 1973 that we quote-unquote say, quote say is the year that cool Herc had the birthday uh the the the, the birthday party in the alleyway at 18 i can't i don't even want to lie to you i can't remember the exact address i think it's 1864 cedric avenue but if you get a chance to come to new york go to the hip-hop uh, museum it's right there so you'll get to probably in your time go stop by hit the location where it was started at when he decided to have the birthday party for his sister in the school in in the lobby that's where it was started and i decided to pay homage to him the reason I decided to pay homage to him is Cool Herc was Jamaican. Cool Herc being Jamaican, I always said, like, well, a Jamaican created hip-hop um, and rap, right? So I want to pay homage to the Jamaicans by making the terminology of the first word rhythm and poetry. So that's the concept of why it's rhythm and not rhythm and poetry. Um, now, what was the vision and pureness of the concept of rhythm and poetry? Well... I asked myself, and I wrote it down so I could clearly remember it. Is hip-hop the problem or the solution? Now listen to me. Is hip-hop the problem or solution? Or maybe it's both. They allow us to promote hip-hop because the music exploits the negative aspects of us. That's why it has been around for so long. If we consistently push positive aspects of it, it would have never lasted. Now, listen to what I just said. When you think of hip-hop, all we do is exploit the negative aspects of being black. We say, oh, you know, it's talking about our foundation, where we grew up in, and, you know, that's my neighborhood, and, you know, whatever. Or this is the things I did. It's me, you know, you got to reflect on my path. You could complain about the raw deal you got in life, dog, but don't expect those complaints to get you anywhere. The understanding of speaking, the voice for the voiceless of what goes on in the neighborhoods, in the communities that we have grew up in, has always promoted the negative aspects of it. Because unconsciously or consciously, we are, have already been, been conditioned to only talk about the negative aspects of our communities because of the fact that we're constantly in a survival mode, in a survival aspect because they removed all the resources out of our communities so to make yourself feel tougher 
you want to talk about the things you did. It might not be right, but it also gives you this aspect of I'm tougher. So when if somebody tries me in this neighborhoods that I grew up with, that I'm just trying to survive in, they will second guess it because the words I say out my mouth is showing the aspect of me being tougher. It's nothing wrong with it. It's an it's a unconditional bias that, that we have and we, ha we don't truly understand it. So I'm not really writing no opinions on either sides, but I just wanted us to have a full open conversation of what hip hop was. I'm a lover of hip hop. I love every aspect of it. But if we're talking the truth about it, we are in an art form where we call the men niggas and the women bitches. That is true, right? We can't lie about it. So is it the problem or is it the solution? Or maybe it's both. And that's why rhythm of poetry is going to be a deep thing if you follow me. Because we're going to understand that it's both. There's nothing wrong with it being both. Because we have something that no other culture has in the whole world. We have a culture that's a foundation of love, a foundation of connection. And we can speak to each other in a way that nobody else. We create slang that travels around the world that is showcasing every continent on the planet. That is african-americans culture that is the hip-hop culture and that's what hip-hop has truly truly did better than any other art form so getting back to it the reason it was able to stay so long is because it constantly pushed the negative aspects of the black culture remember public enemy leads to nwa remember early stages of hip-hop it wasn't like this truly Hip-hop would have never lasted so long if it wasn't for the fact of the message by Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel. You know, prior to that, you just had Curtis Blow, Houdini, groups like that. I was like, these are the breaks. Everything trying to play off of the aspect of disco dying down. They needed to play music in the clubs because all these disco clubs are shutting down. And hip-hop took over those disco clubs. We truly understand that in the early stages of hip-hop, we wanted to make it sound similar to another dancing form of music. We had house, we had disco, we had other forms of music, but hip-hop wanted to make sure it stayed in the realms of dancing. There was nothing wrong with that. Sugar Hell Game made the first hit, right? And it was all about dancing, right? Hip-hop, like that was it. But Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel gave us the message that allowed hip-hop to have a voice to be storytelling and when that storytelling decided to show the world that it's not all dancing 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 all the time because the way and the conditions that the united states has put on our community we have to talk about it it's not something we can brush under the rug the way we living out here in the south bronx is crazy we can get into the aspects of how that happened but overall understanding the new york city's school department closing all the arts programs and the kids that grew up in New York City having to create a new form to express themselves since they got rid of the arts programs they got rid of the dance all, all arts and creatives think of it theater the breakers you can't dance inside you want to get some cardboard break dance you got the bombers they got rid of the art you can't paint so we're going to paint on a wall you got the musicians, we can't play the trumpet, we can't play the sax. Alright, cool. We gonna cut songs from original songs like Queen and Stylistics and the Delphonics and groups like that and early rock bands like the Eagles and take those songs, chop them up, 
and because and then battle with those songs you know the apache one of the most classic most sample hip-hop songs of all time that was where the aspects come in. And we're going to have DJ battles in the park because we don't have areas and outlets inside our school that we can play the instruments. And then the last was the MC, Master Ceremony. They were the hype men. And as time went on, they grew to be the rapper. And, no, and when you don't got none of it, and you don't got nothing to make any music, you use your voice. And that's where you get the beatboxing. Some of the classic beatboxes through time, from the Dougie Freshes to the to the to the to the um Biz Marquis. And then and if, to be truthful, in my honest opinion, I feel like that led to the the beatboxers are now the hype man. Right? I feel like the rapper has a hype man, and that's what who the beatbox would have been. And the beatboxers are the people like the DJ Khaleds. You know, if you think about the earlier stages when we had the people like Flavor Flav, right? These were the people that hyped the rapper. So we go down this road to understand that the elements of hip-hop and how hip-hop started and why I created Rhythm and Poetry based off the elements of rap. We truly understand that the reasoning behind us creating this form was because of the early stages of hip-hop being truly positive to tell a message. And then when money was made and money could be made in this art form, we moved to labels, ruthless records. Interscope, Sony's, the majors coming in is telling us, you know, Jimmy Hella to Easy E, speak your voice. Tell what's going on in your neighborhood. And when we get a late 80s movement in New York, stop the violence, and groups like the Native Tongues, and all the rappers at the time. Growing up, we didn't look at people that was on crack like crackheads. I'm 85, 90s, I was it. That came directly from hip-hop artists like KRS-One talking to us as kids and saying, look, we need to go back to the foundations of why hip-hop was started, why African Bimbada got all the gangs in New York to come together and make a truce to say, instead of killing each other, we'll dance it out, we'll battle it out through hip-hop. And then you get a transition of hip-hop moving to the West. There's no, no disrespect to the West, but the sounds came out of a, a different types of sounds where it was the same aspects, but only glorifying the parts of hip-hop that was pushing the negative aspects of our neighborhood. Truly remember, you listen to a song like Children's Story. The beginning of it, he talks about a kid robbing somebody. And then when he robs this woman, he's running through the park and he's trying to get away from it. And when the cops finally find him, he, they kill him. And what Slick Rick says in Children's Story is, I'm, this ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh. Just another kid died on the same path or whatever. Like, that is what, and that's what hip-hop was. It always was telling you a storyline that you shouldn't do and then following off on why you shouldn't do it and moving. Even when you listen to MC Shannon the Bridge, right? One of the best diss battles of all times. At the end of the bridge, he's talking about what is the reasons of why we shouldn't do all this criminal activity. Just to get a rap by Guru and Gangsta. Same thing. He's talking about why you shouldn't do these aspects. Even early J. Rue the Damager and KRS-One. Come on. Like, listen to any of their music. It's always talking about why you shouldn't do it. Even for the ladies. MC Light and uh, Poor Georgie. Like, these are songs that they're breaking down of why you shouldn't do it. It's giving you a story first. And then telling you why you shouldn't do it. It's the other side. As hip-hop started moving farther and... 
started pushing itself more towards the West Coast and things like NWA, they were still having the same sounds. Public Enemy and NWA, very similar groups. Fight the power, fuck the police. Very similar. But it wasn't giving you the other side of it. So if you heard one thing, like Easy e say, what about the bitch that got shot? Fuck her. You think I give a fuck about a bitch? I ain't a sucker. Like, you say in a line like that, but you're not giving the other element of why you should not do it. You're only giving one side of it, and they wanted us to keep pushing that. So because of that, we, hip-hop for so long has constantly pushed negative aspects of it and not pushed the positive aspects of the forefront. It's no problem with it doing that because the groups that were doing it, when you get the Arrested Developments in the early stages, come on, Arrested Development has three of the most popular hip-hop songs of all time. And you never hear them. Think about Mr. Windu. Every day. Like, come on, these songs, people every day. These songs are classic songs. You never hear it because it was positive. You don't hear it. And you can get all oh, these backpacks. We don't got to hear the positive. We don't, they don't want to play it. Because in the early stages, they only played it. But the majors don't want to play it. And it's no reason to want to play it because it's pushing negativity. But there's always a flip side to everything. And this is why Vitamin Poetry is going to be one of the hottest shits out there. You got to listen to it. It's because the one thing hip-hop does more than anything is it brings us together. And maybe through the elements of it bringing us together on a common basis, you could flip the coin and push love. And we know we can push it because we have seen people in the past come through and do that. We have had people come in our game and do that and been successful at it. Some of the most successful things that happened to us as a culture as a nation is we truly know that hip hop foundations of mostly every artist out here gets the early artists gets their foundations from an offset of the nation of Islam when it comes to the Fapasa nation. Louis Farrakhan, all these rappers, listen, teaching. One thing about the nation of Islam, we all, you could say what you want to say about them. Some of the aspects of what they gave to us were self-sufficiency, keeping us all together, go down list of them, right? But one thing that hip-hop gave us, just like the nation gave us, was hip-hop also gave us artists like Tupac. Hip-hop also gave us artists like Nipsey Hussle. These I said those two names and then name a whole bunch of people. It's because those two artists were able to talk to every side of the coin and have an agreement upon it. You think of a person like Pop coming out early stages as a roadie for Digital Underground. His first song is All Around the Witness Go Down by Digital Underground. He goes and he raps. He goes, kills it. He's coming from the Bay Area. Some of the best rap styles have come out of that area from the Two Shorts to the E40s to groups like, uh, you know, Digital Underground. Like tons of other groups, right? You get these groups that come out of it and they push this element of music because of Oakland where the Panthers started. You get another side of it too that pushes another element of music that's conscious. And that's where hip hop's foundations are coming from in that area. And Pac is in that area at that time. So a lot of his music in that early stages 
when he first started to rap are coming from the elements of the places he started and ended up at. So you get the the essence of New York City when you listen to his earliest stuff with old school. Then you get what he learned how to do the arts when he went to the art school in Baltimore when he was in tons of mo movies. Then he moves over to the West Coast. He goes into the Bay Area. He's influenced by this social justice type of music. Come on, his my, his last name is Shakur. We get into the understanding of who his aunt, his, uh, his aunt godmother is with a side of Shakur. But overall, he has a clear understanding of the consciousness of it. And then he goes through his career and taps into all these different hoods. His videos are pop, just going to people's house and eating and make barbecues. Like he has a very unique past and a very unique life. And he was able to talk to every single one of us. He pushed an element of thug life, but on one side, but on the other side, he has songs like Keep Your Head Up, right? They say the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. I say the darker the flesh and the deeper the roots. That is pop. I see no change. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor. Even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a nigga, bro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga. He's a hero. That is pop, right? He was such a dynamic figure in hip-hop. He talked to businessmen. He talked to thugs in the corner. He talked to the... To the to the to the gangs locked up. He talked to the young kids. He talked to the women. He talked to so much. They wonder why they call a bitch. Like, come on. He was breaking down so many elements of our culture and allowing us to talk. And one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time is I See No Changes. Changes, right? That song directly ties into such a very finite part of our culture. It decides it explains it in a level that we needed to hear at that time and I will say it's always storylines on how it happened I don't know and I cannot give my opinion because we still haven't found a killer we have very good theories but overall the loss of Pac changed a dynamic of hip-hop that it took us a while to kind of start bouncing back and I felt like that started with Nipsey now, Nipsey Hussle, man, I'm going to be honest. Nipsey Hussle, to me, we're going to do a whole episode on why this dude is different. But Nipsey and Pac were two of the craziest, most influential, to me, artists in hip-hop in such a long time. We haven't had an artist since. Those two deaths changed the dynamics of how we, as a culture interacted with each other we know consciousness when you get a person like nipsey originally a banger only talking about gang banging the things he had to do you listen to any of his earlier stuff from the crenshaw album you can just go down the list of his albums and then he starts slowly changing it, his dynamics of what he's speaking he's pushing out books for us to read he's talking about only your masters and only your labels He's talking about ownership of our stuff. He's talking about self-sufficiency. Then he gets deeper. And he starts talking about conscious eating and the food and the poisons that we're putting in our bodies. And he's going to do a documentary with Dr. Sebi and things like that. This is who Nipsey Hussle was. Listen to Eric Michael, Michael Eric Dyson talk about meeting him. And Nipsey saying he's so amazed by his music. 
his his by his 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 wording, right? Because you know, if you know Michael Eric Dice, is one of my favorite authors. I love that dude. I will meet him one day just to have the same conversation Dipsy had. But Michael Eric Dyson looks at Nipsey and says, "Bro, I listen to your music," and that's like just show the dynamics of who Nipsey Hussle was. This dude was different, bro. I said all of that to come back full circle is to tell you the elements of where we are with hip hop has a tied into two two sides, two sides to the coin. It's the problem. And it's the solution. On one side, it pushes negativity. On the other side, it can it brings us together. And when we decide to bring us together on love, there's nothing you can do. And that's why I decided to bring rhythm and poetry. It decided to be an outlet that brought us together on love, by also not forgetting the foundations of where we came from as the voice of the voiceless to always tell our stories, but also tell you the other side of the story, not just the one side the early stages of hip-hop, both sides of the story. The things that Nipsey was doing, the things that Pac was doing, giving us both sides of the story. We are our worst enemies and our best friends. We're black people. You know what I mean? That's part of our culture. So how do we start? And, and I'm just doing my part, and my part is the purpose. My purpose, getting back to like, love, passion, purpose. My purpose is love, man. That's it. And love connected with hip hop, bro. Could bring people together with hip hop. Then love is something that could join us. Not to forget our our foundations, but to also know that we come from slavery. We are middle passage. We have so many dynamics of our culture. But one thing we have that a lot of cultures don't have is an element of undivided love and family. That's why we call our boys, bro. Cuz, fam, that's how we communicate with each other. That is us. Love, trust, family. And that's why Vitamin Poetry was created. I like hip-hop. I love hip-hop. I am passionate about hip-hop. And my purpose is hip-hop. Follow us. Follow us for this route down this road. Where you're going to learn about the dopest hip-hop restaurants, the dopest hip-hop the clubs, the dopest hip-hop spots. Everything centered around hip-hop. I will be traveling around the world, giving you visions of hip-hop. I will be giving you dynamic stories of hip-hop. Every element of hip-hop, I will be breaking down for you in every element of it. All centered around love. Because always remember, when it, if it's a vibe, it's a vibe. And it's always a vibe when hip-hop is the vibe. Thanks for listening to this first show episode. There's going to be lots more that I'm going to be putting out. But if you really, really want to vibe with me down this path, definitely hit the subscribe button. Um, and we're going to go from there. This first one was kind of going up and down to give you backgrounds and stories of it. Um, the next episodes, I'm going to have more in detail, different areas about hip-hop and where hip-hop is going to be going in the future and the different elements and the things I've done through hip-hop. But for now, just wanted to give you that background. So if you really vibing for this, definitely check it out. And it's, it's lots more to come. Thanks again. Peace. From the rich homie Quans to Don Kennedy's Toby's, man. Toby's one of the dopest artists out right now. The West Side Boogie, Larry June, lots of different artists that are coming out of the 2000s. 
2013, 2023. The New York sounds coming out of like the Davies and the Griselda, or is even moving more to the West Coast side. 